Are these shit. Show. Oh, God. <laughs> I got to tighten screws. <laughs> what are you going to do? We're good to go? We always have our dog yeah. walking around in the background at our oh, house with see, fingernails I, on I like noises like in the background. Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm there. I'll podcast from coffee shops or I've really? done it from bars and you just, if you can set the mics to the right level, you just hear, you literally, it's like having a conversation where you can hear everyone perfectly, but then you've got like this DJ kind of a little bit of ambient noise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, I, I've always gotten away from the whole padded walls. You show up to some location and it's, you know, 45, it's freezing. Mm-hmm. Some of the guy who was there before left chips onto the table. No, like I like, I like the home vibe. And speaking of home vibes, everyone, welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. My co-host, Tasha Courtney, Hello. and myself, Dave Neal, with Lindsay Simsick. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm great. I don't want to say that we're in your home because we're live streaming this. It's not mine. I rent it. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's Los Angeles. No one owns homes in Los Angeles. I don't trust people when I hear they own a home in LA. Well, I... I'm like, you didn't buy that. Your parents did. Fuck it, you. Exactly. Yeah. You're, it's like been passed down through generations. I need to read up on how to like own a home. I don't know the first thing about looking for... Like, you know what I mean? Just all the little things. We, we, we looked at a place... This, this whole episode is going to be just like this sad... <laughs> we looked at a place... It was a one-bedroom apartment and it was $400,000. Oh, come on. And it's, it's like crazy. someone died there. It was like, what's the sale? It was a They're like, it's a sale. sale. It's yeah, it was a sale. And I'm like, oh, great. We're going to show up and someone's going to have like a lump of cash and put it on the table and buy it for 500000 Yeah, the market right now is crazy. I actually, last night, I showed him a picture. It was like a little thing that was featured on Racked. And it looked like you could blow this house over. It was like, oh a, it, God, was, it looked like an no. Amityville horror house. Like, you know, all the paints falling off. And it was $800,000. No. You know, there are, pod, no, there are no, podcasters, no, no. like guys like um, Joey Diaz, like guys who have hundreds of thousands, probably millions of followers that, yeah. that are considering moving to Kentucky, literally. He was thinking about just set up like um, Doug Stanhope. Uh, he has a place in like Bisbee, either Arizona or New Mexico. It's on the border, um, and he just has a compound. And well, if you he, don't he can have live- to be in Los Angeles, like even for us, looking at an apartment that's like outside of the city is like no way. We can't do it because can you we have to be trying to get in the middle of Los Angeles all yeah, the time. Of course, because we were looking at places even in Inglewood, and it's like all right, let's try to get podcast guests to Crenshaw Boulevard. Like, <laughs> and I, I don't think you need to live in LA to know what we're talking about. It, there's just dodgy parts of town, but like... Well, even beyond dodgy, just like traffic, you know, yeah. commuters, people who come from like, I don't know, whatever's east of Los Angeles, San Bernardino, they spend hours, hours, hours on the freeway. But if you don't have to be in Los Angeles physically every day, of course I would be in Kentucky. I would have my own little farm. I've done Hell solo yeah. episodes of the podcast in traffic. I've really? done it. I've said, you know what? Dude, I, you are innovative. I was, I was like, look, cool. I can talk to myself... On the highway, perfectly fine. And you're like, doing it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever Same. like caught yourself with the radio off? Like Every you turn day. it off and then you get back in the car and I you're get just, very, like, having uh, a conversation. Ta- Tasha gets you know what she thinks about certain races when she's in the car driving. Because she'll tell you, that must be a fucking Asian. Like and then we drive by and it's not. She's like, Yeah, next time it will be. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> So, You're making so, me look bad, and I'm embarrassed now. Oh, please. So uh, give us the elevator uh, story of your life. Where you come from, what do you do, oh, boy. Like, what got you here? Um, okay, so I'm from uh, a little town in Pennsylvania called Newtown. Uh, it's just north of Philadelphia. Um, I don't have a Philly accent, which is weird, because everyone else does that I grew up with. You don't drink that water? I don't, I don't water. drink the water. I don't eat hoagies or go to Wawa and like spin, you know. <laughs> Wawa, that's a good one. Wawa, Turkey Hill, you know. I don't even Are know. you an Eagles fan? No, I'm a Giants fan. Uh, My dad raised us Giants fans. I know. Mm-hmm. You guys just benched. No one cares about this. You guys just benched <laughs> your, your quarterback, right? Yeah, he For, looked so sad. Yeah, what are you going to do? 13 years, Eli Manning, 13 years of start, they bench him. Yeah, what are you going to do? He's yeah. had a rough... I'm I mean, a, I haven't been I love paying the attention, Mannings. but I guess... You love the Mannings? I actually uh, do. No. I do. See, I, I'm a Patriots fan, so like I know that they get away with murder. Literally, don't you know Peyton Manning put his balls on a a trainer in college on her head as a joke? And no, she, I did not. Yeah, and she a tried this. trainer <laughs> that you know worked for the team. All right, guys. He like put his balls in her face. I'm sorry to burn. I'll, yeah, I'll come back to you. Well, I only know <laughs> that because meanwhile Matt Lauer got fired this morning. I, well, I, I was. Did, did. did you hear any more details? Uh, this probably I'm on by the it. time this comes out, that'll be seven assaults. Yeah, because yeah. this is next crazy. week's episode. I so. feel like the sludge of the earth is just coming up. 
Yeah. Do you know? Well, but I'm just glad it's not in the. It's not a secret anymore. Like it's not in the dark. It's not totally. in the shadows. Like if you do shitty things, you know, people find out. Secrets don't say yeah. secrets forever. Well, but mm-hmm. you have to. You have to look at it now. I know. I know the woman side of things. It's like women have been. You know not able to tell their story and there's just and obviously men are just horrible we're women look at men in positions of power like we're all the same guy and i'm trying Mm. to break it down and be like no each of these individual guys got fucked up even kevin spacey was you know i'm not saying it's right it's not right but it just to say it's horrible and not look at harvey weinstein and be like why the fuck are are you a monster but no one's saying that it's all guys we are saying that it is individual monsters right. and they need to be called out now so so Lindsay and i met in groundlings class we're in class together at the groundlings which is an amazing improv school i just mentioned that because um it's funny when you have to do scenes together and i, I was doing a scene with uh, someone a lady today and i had to put like lotion on her back <laughs> and i'm just like don't i don't want to touch you i know you're married and i don't want like i'm just so overly conscious right now of not coming off Totally. The guy, if I was single, I would have been like, but do you think that that's because of all of the people who are getting called out right now? Or would you have always, because you're a conscientious person, been conscious Mm. of, like, are you going to use an improv class as an opportunity to be too touchy feely with someone? That makes you a creep. (laughs) You know, it's like there's a difference between a nice person who's conscientious and is taking into account how this other person is going to feel and somebody who's taking advantage of someone. Totally. Do you think there's a difference between, and I was talking to my friend about this, um, an idiot and like a predator almost? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm sure. You know how there are some guys who are fucking idiots. They slap some girl's ass at a club or at work or something. They're like, ha ha, whatever. I think that's an idiot. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's right. Who's grab, not grab someone ass. who's doing it maliciously. But here's the thing. I absolutely agree that those two are different. But we've been giving idiots a pass 100%. for so long yeah. that they think it's okay. If we call it, okay, so this is going to be our third time in three episodes talking about this guy who was like being so oh, crude at the grocery store, like Fuck. commenting on my nipples. And, um, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Yes. I'm in the beer aisle and someone like followed me up and, and was like trying to talk to me and talking about how like when they saw my nipples through my shirt, Jesus you know, Christ. And I'm wearing like a bag of tea. You Dave know. comes around the corner the with beer like aisle fucking and, like, knife. He finds an aisle five. I don't know what to do. I, I struggle with like, were you there? Like, no, I don't no, no. Think, oh. I don't think that that guy's a predator. I don't think he intended to like be creepy, but it's, it's, I mean, it's everyone's responsibility, but like, you have to call people out and tell them that that's not okay. Like when I, I, I could have been way more forceful and been like, don't you have any manners to this guy? But I didn't because he's, you yeah. know, outweighs me by 150 pounds. But, um, mm. I did leave it in a rude way. Like I was just like enough of this. And I like did like the, oh, the yeah, hand the wave, like the eye roll and the walk away. That's what I did. I Ooh. didn't leave it in a polite way. So I feel like it's our responsibility. It's, everybody's moms it's your responsibility to raise your boys right and guys it's your responsibility to keep your friends in check when they're acting like a dick or acting like an idiot and it's our responsibility to call it out too that's where men are 100 percent guilty we've uh, we've been giving girls tits and everyone laughed about it and then we were like oh that's fine she's okay it was high school she's okay having her tits grabbed as a joke is she laughing on the outside and crying on the that's something we just don't know and you have to make the you have to make the assumption that that's yeah, that, that laughing cool. is a defense mechanism. Yeah. Oh, she was laughing. Yeah, she was probably still worried about how to get the fuck out of that yeah. situation. When I first moved to LA, there a guy like came up to my car. It was like a road rage incident. This guy was like raging out and like got out of his car and walked up to my window and was screaming at me. And I laughed. I, I was oh, yeah. full of fear, and my only response was like hysterical laughter. Tasha's, Tasha's <laughs> laughed at me during fights, and I've I've wanted to literally murder her. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say because if she ever dies, they'd be like, "Well, that was a 260. They threatened to murder her." Well, she was laughing, Your Honor. Like what? You know what I mean? Like I, it's guilty. Yeah, but it's funny. because, yeah. Oh, how could you be laughing right now? Laughter is such a thing you don't control, and I laugh at fucked up shit all the time. Yeah, it's just what you know what I mean. It doesn't mean I find humor in the old lady falling, but it's funny sometimes. But to your point of, in terms of like allowing people to do that, did you ever work in the bar business? Either of you? Yeah, I worked in a in a yeah. bar for a, a long time. In yeah, New York. same, same. Which bar? 
Uh, it was called Ship of Fools on 82nd and 2nd. What if you were co I lived right there. What? I lived on 82nd between 3rd and Lex. What? Isn't that crazy? Did you ever go there? I mean, it's been no. closed for a long time. Yeah, no. It closed after I left, okay. probably like a year or two later after I moved. But you're making so, your money off of that eye contact. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like that's the thing. Service it was, I worked at Bounce Sporting Club, um, which was like, Bark turned in club like after a certain hour, and we were wearing these like tight dresses. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, what's it called? Bounce Sporting Club. And that's on the Upper East Side? There's one on the Upper East Side, but actually the one I worked at was on 21st between 5th and 6th. Yeah, okay. And, but I mean, the amount of times that I allowed dudes to disrespect me is like. But I mean, if you're behind the bar, you're probably more protected than. No, say, I like, was a I was a bottle girl. Okay, because if you're a bottle girl, I mean, guys are grabbing your at like right, yeah. like yeah. that's happening. That Touching, they're asking you to sit on their lap. They're saying, "Come here, come here!" Like, why don't you take a shot with me? And it's like, "Fuck, do I want to pay rent?" Or um... they did an expose <laughs> on that, and I think Tiger Woods was the main subject. But they have like mm. clientele. Like, if you're, I'm not saying this is you. You let me know because I, yeah. I only know from stories. But you're you you have guys that you if you can get them into the club or they're, they're repeat customers, it's just money you're going to be making and if they slap your ass they want you to be okay with certain things or turn an eye to it and that's just like crazy women their whole lives they learn that there's a fine line that you have to walk because if you are like too hard line then they think that you hate them you know it's like you're you're trying to balance like being likable with like still keeping it professional and it's hard because a a lot of dudes they take any kindness as like flirtation you know they yes. just like they it's a green light for, yeah. for a lot of people I would they always get say the wrong this, signal and this doesn't make it right but it's important to just kind of break it down I think genetically men you know we're programmed to put our dick as in as many holes as we can Different mm-hmm. holes, like that's what. That's, yes, but we live in a civilized society I know. now, and so, so that's the like I so just got said. It's like brain. we can't give you a pass for biology. Like that's not the world we live in no, anymore. No, but it's so important like, to know to know that to then to not to make sure not to say it's okay, but to go okay. Men men want to literally have sex with all these different girls. Mm. It's in their, it's in, the, it's in the plums of their pants. They feel it. They want it. It's weird. <laughs> it's plums what, of pants? It's in there. It's in there. A were... girl walks by and guys go, oh my gosh, look at that ass. They're literally going, oh my gosh, like they got kicked in the knee. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. And it's like, and it hurts us because you're like, God damn it. Yeah, but. And that's you, just a thing. Yeah, but you keep it inside. Right. Right. Well, you guys, 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 you that just doesn't, not, not just because guy. your knees hurt or whatever doesn't mean you can slap somebody's ass. I lived in Harlem in the cat, cat capital, cat calling capital of the world. Dude. I lived in, you know, Harlem where girls would be getting into high school and guys, hey, mom, like they didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that, that's a whole nother, you know, thing. To I don't miss unwrap. the cat, cat calling in New York. Yeah. It's, or the getting followed for. Oh my God. Like, and, and that's when I got like hard. Like I kind of, I had a, fucking attitude did you ever have guys try to like wait for you after your shifts and yeah but we had bouncers for that reason yeah because so even even then even then they knew you know i mean just like same not to relate this but like with strip clubs like the bouncers are like they're like literally walking the chicks to the cars because it's like we're gonna let you think you can have them but get the fuck away yeah mm -hmm. even we didn't have any bouncers i just worked at a sports bar but all of the there was always a few male bartenders on staff and they were always like watching us they were our protectors and at the end of the night when we closed oh. down they they oh they put you in a cab yep. you know like they would make sure that you got home safely did you ever have any like white nights because that's my, my biggest thing that i hate is what dudes that are white nights that just be like oh i'll protect you and then at the end of the night they're trying to like of fuck course, you. of because course, that, but I can smell that from a mile. You can smell white nights away. Away, don't fuck with me. Yeah, don't <laughs> tr- don't try to pull one over on me because, like, I know, I know sleaze. It's like weird working in the bar business. You kind of know sleaze right away. Managers, but then or... you know. But then I've met some really amazing people, amazing yeah. customers who are like some of my greatest friends now. Like, and I, it just taught me a lot about people, you know, and a lot about how to deal with certain types of people and how people don't know how to act when they want to connect with someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially drinking. I mean, I don't drink as much as I did in New York at all. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's so like an alcoholic I'm town. Like it's like clear. very easy to drink from sunup to sundown in New Every York. time we go oh, back, yeah. like we, we leave hungover. It's very yeah. acceptable. Like brunch, mimosas, to like 4 a.m. drinking. You literally totally. drink all day long. Whereas here, if I'm like a 
glass and a half of wine deep. I'm yeah, like, like woo, Dave, let's go home. Hey. But it, yeah. yeah, like good thing. Like there are there are friends. Like I've got I've got a friend. He's a really good friend of mine. I'd I'd call him a brother of mine. And we were at a club in New York that he got us into. I, I wasn't the club type. He he walked us in bottle service, all this shit. We didn't see a bill, nothing. He just knew everyone there. And we watched him getting carried out by bouncers, Fuck. and we never found out what happened. And he, <laughs> we think he probably put his hand up a girl's like a uh, like a waitress's dress yeah. or whatever, and like and we don't know. And 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 he he got kicked out, so it wasn't like it wasn't like taken lightly. But it's he's a he's like a brother. Like if I was like fuck, dude, I need a liver. Like okay, like he's just you know what I mean. I've got those friends that are so close to me. We mentioned we actually mentioned this. I got to be very very obscure with this reference because he's a friend of mine. But when I lived in Boston, a town I'm making up right now. Not Boston, but Boston. There was a friend of mine who was dating a girl, and he and he cheated on her and years ago. And they've since gotten really serious, and they're in love. And he feels horrible about it. Mm. The other night on Thanksgiving, we were with another friend, um, being vague. And my friend was like, "Oh yeah, didn't he cheat on what's your face?" And I was like, "Dude, shut up, man!" Because this was years ago. Fuck. He's he, he's he's done the work he needs to do to like realize that that's not the route he wanted to take. But he did happen. And, uh, and Tasha's like, "Oh, you're trying to cover up a cheater." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck." So so she, several times since in the last week, she's been like, "Now I know how you'd feel." And I'm like, "I don't. I'm. You know what I mean? It's okay as long as you don't get caught." But no, 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 no. But that's it. I don't think him confessing would at this I, point I really I, I'm busting your balls sort of about that I don't really have like a super strong opinion and anyway I, I think that you know A it's not my business and B you do have to sort of take those things on like a case by case basis it's yeah. yeah, do I think it would make it better? No. Do I think you should destroy a good relationship over like one mistake? No, but I But I realized but in I defending th- him, I was now a cheater. <laughs> I was like, ah oh, fuck, she's now but I, I know I know <laughs> the thing the thing a quality that I love in Tasha that I haven't had with past relationships is that she trusts me. There's never been like, who the fuck's that? Like I've had to learn to be more open mm. because in the past with, with Tasha, there's been times when I've kind of uh, withheld information Reverted that, that wasn't yeah. bad, but I just withheld it because I I didn't want the optics to look bad, and then it looks sneaky. And now it's like, okay, uh, yeah, now I'm just trying to be as open as possible. Totally, because it's it's been something that but has I been. I think that's like it. It's all sort of the same thing that we've just talked about for the past couple minutes. Is like we have to sort of trust each other more that like just how you were saying that you know just because your friend like he would give you a liver but he also slapped a girl's ass or whatever that they're that people are (laughs) not just one way that right good people can do bad things and you have to Mm -hmm. and yeah but like we we have to understand that like it's not black and white that we're just gonna like throw away a relationship because of one cheater or that you can't tell me that you were playing baseball because you're afraid that I'm going to take it the wrong, whatever. It's, <laughs> you know, like, a, okay, good. I was playing baseball. <laughs> what a I know what you mean though. I think like taking away the shame, like the whole shame thing when you do something wrong, I think just like stops any sort of progress you could make in the relationship. Like I remember I was young, younger. I was like, I was in a five-year relationship and I was 20, I guess by that time, four years in. We get it. You're younger than us. We know. Oh, we really? I am? Yes. Oh, I'm 30. <laughs> she looked at Tasha. Re- really? Yeah. I can't say age. You guys look young as hell. I'm older than you, but you're, you're not. Your podcast is. Okay. Well, okay. But you're. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. <laughs> Just you're still the youngest. Uh, your podcast is called Almost 30, mm-hmm. which is about. Well, it, it was inspired about, by our transition, up and but it's that's a that's a benchmark. That's a th- the, the three zero is a is a you know twenties. It's like you might be twenty nine, but it's like twenties and then thirty. Like fuck. <laughs> yeah, and it's also like fuck in a good way. It's like fuck get me out of my twenties a little bit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But but I uh, five year relationship and I cheated on him. You cheated on him. Mm-hmm. I've what heard was your motivation? That, like, what was going wrong in that relationship that led you to like yeah. look for somebody else? I think. So I in I was living in New York at the time. I was working in the bar business while pursuing my acting career, doing all these things. Um, and I had been dating him since I was 21. So we were in college. He was a couple years older than me, had graduated, and we were long distance for a little bit. It was amazing for most of our relationship. But I think I let a lot of things go and 
but kind of ignored. Yeah, exactly. I missed some red flags and, and there was this like built up resentment of like, I do everything for him. Like I sacrifice so much and like, you know, he never, he never does this or blah, blah, blah. He, he, Sleepwalks when he drinks and then he pees on my carpet. Dudes Whatever do it is. That. Yeah. I, is peed that for, I peed for the first time. I peed my pants for the first time last week. Yeah. First time since a kid. You're like, I, caught, I caught it quickly, but I was like, oh, mm. that wasn't a dream. Anyway, sorry to make that. Just I just, but thank God I'm not. I love how you're like, this guy's a fucking douchebag, and I'm relating to no, all you're thing, saying about him. <laughs> the thing was, is that he was amazing. Like he really was. I, I have nothing really bad to say about How him. Long and we were also we young. We were really young. Um, we were so I was still in Boston and then um he went to play football. So like Milwaukee, Minneapolis, yada yada, whatever. And then he was in Jersey and I was in New York eventually. And it wasn't that long distance, but with our schedules it was. So like you I met, couldn't you see meet him. in college? Yeah, you went and you went to BC, right? Mm-hmm. Boston College, nice. Yeah. So you met in college, yeah. and yeah, so that's you're going from one phase of your life to another. And sometimes we try to pull, like I, I'm, I'm, I couldn't, I didn't have any serious relationships in college, but I was like footloose and free afterwards. I couldn't imagine trying to tie a relationship into the well, it, ev- it was, evolution. It was easy. Like I wanted to make it work. It was easy because I, I, we both wanted to make it work. And then working in New York, bar business, it's like dark. It's like it can get dark in the bar business, and um, I and was just in New York in general. 100%. I don't know. It's interesting because I love New York so much, but I was actually just thinking about that recently. Mm. That like there's like a an undertone to sort of all of your interactions. Like yes. I think about well the whole like Harvey Weinstein stuff. I it it brought up a lot of memories of mine that I had buried mm-hmm. specific things, specific agents, specific you know like. 100%. Horrible shit that has not happened to me in Los Angeles. And maybe it's become part of being older and wiser and mm. having less of a, a tolerance. LA's a morally sound city, so that's probably why. <laughs> that's not sure. what I'm saying. <laughs> but having less of a tolerance for bullshit. But I was thinking about just like the sort of like darkness that kind of surrounded a lot of things in New York. Absolutely. And a lot of things in New York are amazing, but like there, it's weird. It's a. Uh, Late nights. And if, it you, was and like if your boyfriend's low, not there, it was you, like you low vibe. It was like, and I didn't. F- Looking back, it, like I don't even know who that person was, but anyway, I got mixed up with um, someone who I worked with, and I mean, it was real. Like, I, it was like purely physical at first, and then it became something more, and it was fucked up. Tell like, me about I, the first time that you crossed that line, that you were like, yeah. "All right, well, I guess we're going there." I mean, was there? Were you, oh. Had you just made the mind up, made the decision in your head beforehand? You kind of been like, you know what? He yeah, doesn't. That's a good question. I honestly like blocked out a lot of this, so it's interesting to think about it. But it's like I I I almost like knew something was gonna happen. And now looking back and having done a lot of work on myself since then, I know that like that was and if anyone's into the woo-woo, but I know that that was like my higher self pushing me to fuck fuck this up because I wasn't ending the relationship when I should have. You didn't have the balls to like I didn't have the cut balls. the cord, I was, walk away. Because we had had um, some trouble, you know, and, and he took me back and wanted to work on it. Truly, he was amazing. Like, he really wanted to work on it. He was doing all of the right things. But if it's not meant to be, like, the and universe I was, has a way of, like, writing your path. Oh, yeah, and it pushed me to cheat on him. It was crazy. But I, I of course, would do it differently now. Um, I wouldn't... I wouldn't cheat again. People say always oh, a cheater, whatever. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't believe in that. But um, you know, it doesn't help. It doesn't help your cause if you're with a guy now and he knows you cheated on someone. Totally, but, but I, that it, it takes both of you to work on that but communication. Hundred percent. Okay, we mentioned shame a few minutes ago. Exactly. When we were talking about um, that's my big thing about like apologies and making it right when you see like these serial offenders, mm-hmm. like the Harvey Weinstein's and whoever else, it, like that's the difference between somebody who like fucks up once feels really bad about it says sorry and swears to themselves that they're never gonna behave that way again because it feels so bad Mm -hmm. to feel that guilty 
You know, that's, that's shame doing its job and making you a better person. Mm -hmm. Everybody makes mistakes and it's important to be forgiving of mistakes, but like, did you learn your lesson or are you continuing to make the same mistake over and over again because you don't actually care? Exactly. You know, that's the difference. While you're in the, the heist of the cheat, that must feel pretty good. It's a a high. (laughs) No, it's it's seriously a high. It's fucked up. It's crazy. Like the thought of getting away with it or. Oh my God. Well, it would. It was like simultaneously killing me, but like I was also getting off on it. It's like our dog. So our dog bad. sometimes will eat our food when we're out looking. And he feels horrible, <laughs> but, but he's like, oh he cannot gosh. stop himself. <laughs> he feels horrible. He's like, I know this is not gonna, and he just, and that's the reptilian. That's literally yeah. the, the basset hound trait where you're just like, I can't help it. But yeah, so you mm-hmm. felt, so you felt that that kind of rush. Did the rush wear off? Or what was it? Did you have to tell your boyfriend, like, look? It was, it wore off when he caught me. He caught you? Mm hmm. All right. They always, humans know. Yeah. Not just women know, not just guys. Everyone, you know. The vicarious bond that that you have, that telepathic bond, doesn't have anything to do with whether or not Tasha and I are eight feet away or across the world. A hundred percent. Then I hold another thing like, oh, my twin died and I knew right away. Sure. But there's a, a lot more subtleties. There's like, vibration. I don't think she, yeah. I know. There's like, this vibration. Isn't right. Like, yeah. if you're different, I'm like, what's up? That's you why, know? like, you know, they always say, like, trust your instinct. If, if something feels weird, like you're walking totally. in the, to your car in a dark parking, parking lot, you scream first and apologize later. You know, you yeah. ask questions later. Yeah. You've got to trust your gut because we are. We're a lot... More in tune than we give ourselves way, credit way for. Way smarter. I think we try un- and like quiet the noise. Like in in yeah. our in our modern day lives, we've got a lot of distractions and things that make us act like that's just superstition or whatever. Mm. But really, uh, if you tap into it, you can be very aware. Guys are 100%. guys are um, programmed to expect. That their girls cheating on them. Really? I I can't tell you a few uh, many times I've 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 gone home at hours I wasn't supposed to be home and I'm like oh she better not be fucking so guy. <laughs> about me? Yeah, I've told you that. Yeah, it's just a weird thing. And it, I, I was saying this too, like when you have a, when you when you have a baby, He's like ten be- ten beers deep. He's like, oh man, yeah, I'm not gonna. You know what I mean? Like or like I left left and like five minutes later I forgot my come back upstairs. I'm like, oh, are you there? You know? And then um, guys when they're having a when they're in the delivery room, it's a joke, but it's kind of true it's like is that baby gonna turn out my shade you know it's a joke but it's true because there are you know a very small percentage of times when it's like surprise and i'm not just saying like mari povich stories like it happens i have friends that they thought their dad was one guy and they're now finding out in their 20s or 30s that that wasn't their dad (laughs) like so so it happens but like because if guys cheat i mean and I've, I've got a buddy who just found out his dad had a family in Russia because he did business in Russia. Like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. It's just, yeah, it's out there. It's crazy. But anyway, wow. so how did he Life. catch you? Um, I was, <laughs> this is becoming very public knowledge. I, lo- I, I love being so honest about it because it frees me. No, it's like very, fr- no, I've already it's talked unburdened. about it on my podcast. I say that after I, pu- I put you on the spot and then I no. go, you don't have to talk about it, everybody. Don't you feel <laughs> 10 pounds lighter? No, no, it's no. like after you have a good cry or like you tell a deep, dark secret or you talk to your therapist or whatever, you walk out totally so tall. When I, when I, fir- when this first happened, it was like so hush, hush. Oh my God, Lindsay and so-and-so broke up. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And and you know, I let people believe whatever, but like I was very, if people asked me, I would tell them, you know, it was like, it was part of like how I was kind of learning more about myself. But anyway, um, yeah, I was writing on my iPad. I was writing a, um, text so this is a, email this is a sync story. we got a sync story coming in. Yeah. It's was, always a sync story. It was, I was writing, um, a drafting, a text to the guy I had been, you know, messing around with basically telling him I need to end it. Um, but like we had grown so close that it was like just intimate. You know what I mean? It was like more than like, we're not going to fuck anymore. Bye. It was like, I really care about, you know what I mean? It was, it was like a breakup. Oh, it was a breakup. Was he kind of like, are you going to dump your boyfriend or was he cool with the fact that? No, he was like, he was like, well, it's like cool, but it's not cool. Cause it's like, sorry, I got to go hang with my boyfriend. Yeah. I I mean, he was like Harper. I mean, he He, like, he, he really liked me and I, yeah, I really liked him. But then this second that like that my boyfriend found what was on my ipad he found it did he find it on your physical ipad or did mm-hmm. it okay so it, it was he went like- through it he was he was suspicious and then he saw that we had facetimed it was like all this shit and i was like F- yeah I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you like yes 
At what point when he confronted you, I mean, was it like you just took a second? Like, yeah. Or was there like, you know, what, what kind of resistance was there to like, to let yourself mm. free of the, the, uh, the ruse? At first there was like, there was two times I told you he took me back. Mm-hmm. And um, the first time I was, fr- I freaked out. I cried. I cried. Take me back. Like, uh, the I guy you cheated with took you back. I'm sorry. No, no. Okay. my boyfriend. So the boyfriend took you back after he knew you cheated on him. And and that was after, um, you know, had you, had you begged, like, no, no, no. Like, what? Like, what yeah, I, I was I, like, I, I was like, I want to make this work. I was like crying. But literally as I was crying and on my knees, basically, I was saying like, no, like, I don't want to make this work. It was crazy. I it was, was like, like you had that, well, you have that, uh, that oxytocin kind of connection mm-hmm. to someone. They're yeah. like, I have to make like this the, work. The security of yeah. what's comfortable. Yeah. You know, and knowing like, that if it doesn't end up working out, then you've fucked it up. Exactly. But it doesn't mean I'm not judging you. It's just. But I think like that's no, I know. But but cheating like tainted the whole thing. Well, and because I couldn't the, go back. And I that's the thing is, and I think it's for a lot of people. I don't want to speak for everyone. I'm sure we have listeners out there who have cheated and decided to work on it, and things are fine. But um, for me, I don't think it would ever be the same. Have you cut a guy before cheating on you? Um, a, a gray area cheating. Yeah. It was one of those things where like my high school boyfriend and I had broken up. Oh yeah. Um, mm. but we were still hooking up, you know, it was like one of those things. It was like an yeah. on again, off again. We weren't re- like, it wasn't over yeah. emotionally. And he had sex with somebody on that was on my dance team. It was like, it was very yeah. traumatic for me. It really, it sucked. But m- my personal opinion is that if, Someone cheated on me, and we tried to get back together. I would never have that trust back. I don't know if that's yeah. true forever, but I don't think it would be something. I, I could don't get know past if he did either. To because be honest, I can't even get past that. Dave like picks doesn't leave his picks up his socks. When, you Please know, like, go dive into this. What what <laughs> what are you relating to me cheating? <laughs> Sock issue. <laughs> you steal my socks. I, just, I always catch you, know, you wearing I'm my one socks. Of those people that are like I have a hard time letting it go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean. I don't, know, I don't know how I would react to that. I haven't really had to deal with the cheating. Um, I mean, I've never been cheated on. I'm sure it's coming at some point in my life. Um, it's a karma thing. It doesn't have to be. I think you know I've, what I mean? Like, well, if I've you've been single lesson, for five years, so I think that's kind of what it is. What's single life like uh, for you? What's the... Uh, where are you at? Well, I think right after the... Not right after, but soon after we broke up for good, I was in New York and I was dating. I was like... Serial dating. And it Online was Online dating or just Both. Bar? I was doing like apps. I was doing like customers what from the bar. What year are we talking? I'm trying to like... Yeah, I'm trying to think. Relate this back to... Uh, I was doing some online dating maybe 2012. Whenever... Like the, the year before Tasha and I started dating. I was on Tinder before like people 13, were on 2013, Okay. Yeah. Because there's people... I mean, there's different levels 13. of seriousness. Like I have um, friends who have met and got married on Match, which I thought was yeah. bizarre that people would pay... For a dating service, but doesn't paying for a dating service seem ten thousand times better than being on a free app where everyone's just trying to hook up? Sort of, mm-hmm. but I, I yes, but I also believe that um, the bar, not that the bar set higher, but that there's a lot riding on a date versus like I met someone for free, let's see how it goes, and then like, I'm kind of like a Trojan horse style yeah. dater where like when Tasha and I started dating, we were already friends. I was, she was probably more worried we were gonna fuck it up than I was. I was like, let's just, wh- what do we have to lose, like other than our friendship? Like, what do we? <laughs> But for a Which guy, obviously didn't mean that much to you. Now, for a guy, and I've always, I've said this before, it's the thought of her, uh, of of a, of my friend Tasha, dating another guy, and me having to like accept mm. that I didn't try my hardest mm-hmm. was greater than the thought of no, don't lose your friend. It was like I couldn't afford to lose her as a friend. I couldn't afford to lose yeah. potential. You know what I mean? Totally. But that. that's not always there too. Like I've, I've thought I, I've, 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 I was always an optimistic dater. I'd be like, Oh, this, I would paint red flags white in a second. I would make whatever I didn't know about the person fit into my life. Like it's going to be great. And then you find out, Oh no, they're not on the same page as me. Yeah. And then immediately like you have to like rewrite how it all goes. Do you, side story note, of my can life. I, uh, that's that like filling in the blanks with what you want it to say. I just read a really interesting, um, article about that talking about, um, the way that Donald Trump talks 
that he like it's about your verbiage that like yeah. if you say like a vague sentence like and what did they use as an example we're about to lose our southern listeners <laughs> uh, <laughs> goodbye y'all so, no, peace out You're fired. It, it, it was that it, the way that he talks and the way that he like structures a sentence is not really it's an, it's not a fully formed sentence. It's like it, it's very easy to fill in the blanks. So it makes his supporters think that whatever he's talking about, he's mm. he. It's like um, yeah, he's built he's I, built I a he's built mean. a cop out. He's built a way that like he people can he's not, fill in their own beliefs. Yeah, and like that's what we do feel with like anything. Someone else is agreeing with them. So it's like you know you always want to be right. That's why you read your own like bubble news. Right, you know, because you want like things that validate your own existing. Opinion. I love reading fo- other like Fox News and other stations that I would disagree with. I love reading it. It's interesting. Whenever I get a point of view on something, I like. I can't wait to go read it and find out what Fox is saying about Matt Lauer. You know I what I mean? Know. I just I don't know. I just like to, I like to see. It helps you triangulate when you when you have different. We just went off on. Sorry, our I didn't. I didn't mean to take you off topic. No, but no, it, no, it, The article was really interesting, and I'll try and find it again so we can talk about it further next time. But are you an optimistic dater? Like, do you expect the best out of these guys, or do you expect them to be like L.A.? Like, it, are, like, do you do you stay steer away from actor types or? Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm open. I think I've dated. I've had like two relationships here in L.A. that were like one was like six months, another was like a few months. Um, and I'm always optimistic. I think I just get in my own way because I, if something's a little off, it becomes like a bigger issue than it needs to be. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to marry them now. So, uh, you know, you I just, couldn't live with yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't fit into the... But I also have learned and I've just, I haven't dated in, in a little bit. So just like kind of observing myself almost, like it's it's not going to be perfect, Lynn's Like... You know, I'm like waiting for this perfect. Yeah. And that sounds so like, duh, but social media doesn't help with that. Painting every, every wedding is the most magical experience. Like I've always said this as a joke. You don't see the divorces posted online. You don't see like the truth of like, well, we fought today. It's always like, oh, we're on vacation. You know what I mean? Totally. So when you get out, when you can kind of like digest the fact that, all right, social media shows the highlight reel, but Mm. there's real life happening. There's tough days or weeks and. I'm just well, loving getting to know people and that sounds corny, but I know that like anyone I meet is like kind of, I'm drawn to them or they're drawn to me for some sort of reason. And it's fun to kind of find out what that reason is. It and might it be romantic. it doesn't have to be that they're your soulmate. No, we it might have great like, sex. We might like, he might be interested in this one thing that we're both interested in. We go somewhere and experience something. maybe you learn something from yeah. each other. Maybe you like have like a karmic breakthrough of mm-hmm. some sort of like flaw in your character because you learned totally. it from this one person. Like I truly believe that we're there to help each other or like mend each other. Yeah. We, we're, it, we're all part of this collective trying to make each other better. Completely agree. What's your support group like? You got a bunch of girlfriends. You got you got your, some, yeah. some family out here, right? Yeah. I so got, you had your sister in town. Yeah, is my she sister's close in, in age? town. My sister is, I have two sisters. One, I'm 30. One is 28 tomorrow. And one is 25. <laughs> <laughs> and then my brother's tw- almost 22. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, my family's amazing. Uh, so you're the, you're the oldest sibling. Yeah, I'm the okay. oldest Okay, we can break this down because mm-hmm. Tasha's the oldest. Mm. And I've done some research on older, do- like the, when the oldest, the eldest is a female. Yeah. There's a lot of control going on with parents. Did you have any of that with parents? Not wanting to fuck you up? Not wanting to let you yeah. kind of... Being the firstborn daughter is not a much bigger deal than a firstborn life. son. There's just a lot of shit society puts I had into to, that. I, liter- I had to break the ice on a lot of issues with my parents and I never did anything terrible, but like I did, like if I went to the movies and like met up with a boy and didn't tell them like that was the end of the world, you know, like never did drugs, never like drank excessively, whatever. But I had to break through a lot of that and that was annoying and my siblings had it a lot easier. Um, but no, my parents have been really supportive. I think for me, like the most challenging thing has been my dad's always been like, Career first, career first. Like you'll, you don't have to depend on a guy. Da 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 da. You have to focus on this. Like your career. Like someone is always doing something while you're sleeping. Blah, blah, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I agree, totally. Yeah. But then it seeped into my relationships in a way that I was like, oh, so I can't have a boyfriend right now while I pursue this. And yeah, sometimes it's, it feels very true. But I've also matured enough to know that I can manage both. And 
you know, I, I, I think I was always operating, operating from a place in a relationship where I was like, oh, I don't want to lose them. I don't like, I want to give them enough attention so that they feel loved and wanted and da, 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 da. But meanwhile, I have to go prepare for an audition. So what do I do? Do I prepare for the audition or do I go, uh, spend time with him? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's like yeah, this crazy thing, but I also think I'm more attracted to someone who's like doing their thing. And I want it, and, and I would want the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I just have to like chill out. And Having have. faith that you'll have your quality time. Yeah, and, and it's it, not always. And, and you might have a date planned, and then you get this audition. You go ah, and having a boyfriend that understands. Yeah, and have like, faith oh, that scraps. like they're just gonna like see me and just like admire what I'm doing, and I'm gonna admire what they're doing, and not have an issue like the little stuff like scheduling. I mean, my schedule as as all of our schedules are all over the place. Yeah, never predictable. Changing at the last minute, but it's like, eh, this is life. This is what we chose. Last night, I had a 6.30 p.m. set and a 9 p.m. set, and mm. I was going to go from one back home, and we were going to shower together. That was our big plan. We're going to just take a shower day. together. So I went to my first set dirty because we came from yoga. She mm-hmm. was still waiting in her yoga clothes, and then after my first set, they were like, oh, someone dropped out of the show. Can you do another spot? And I was like, uh, sure. And, I, and on the inside, I was like, oh, fuck. I ruined the one little thing we had. And I was probably, so I like, I rushed home because the set was right near home. I rushed home literally just to say like, <laughs> I can't stay. And, I, <laughs> and she's like, all right, okay. Like she didn't care as much as I thought she would. Yeah. And then I went back and then I didn't shower. So I went back <laughs> and did the, the other two spots and I came home late at night and that was it. And, uh, and it, but yeah, I was like, I probably could have, like she understands that that that's exactly mm-hmm. what happens, yeah. You know, and it's one thing if it's like we're going to Joshua Tree for a very romantic weekend, and 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 I wouldn't blow that off for something small. But if mm-hmm. like something big happens, like I'm sure we'd both be on that same level. Totally. And it's tough with what we do because it's not a nine to five job. Like no. random things come up out of nowhere. No. And, and do you find? Uh, I guess you guys seem like you're super collaborative in this way, but. Sometimes like if someone's not in the business and I'm dating them or maybe they, they're a little bit farther along, do you ever like feel, I don't know, a sense of like insecurity or like, worrying about what they're feeling in the situation? Do you know what I mean? I, yes. Um, first of all, collaborating, combining our creativity, I think is one of the greatest hurdles we have. Hmm. Um, would you agree or no? I don't know. I'm sort of waiting to hear what you oh, specifically <laughs> you're talking about. We uh, we gave Lindsay our soap, Tada soaps on Instagram. Tada. I okay. I think and I know that, where you're going. We had to learn. That. Like I fucking mix the oil and you measure. Like we had to learn to like work on opposite sides of the kitchen. I think we really have challenged each other. Um, I would say that it is actually one of the most rewarding things because we've had a lot of growth. Well, like by knowing by knowing growth. that it's an issue, you've already begun to overcome it. By knowing, well, we, it, we, we, excuse it, we use the example of like, we've had to put a surfboard on a roof or pitch a tent and we fucking blow out. No, you fuck. And then we've had to do simple things. I mean, and then you'll see she'll be in the car and, you know, the stereo is not hitting the right. She, let me do it. Let me, like, it's very much like, it's, it's like, it's just a, we know how to operate on our own. We, yeah. I know how to build a fire on my own. Totally. But the second we're trying to put logs together, it's like we're two bozos. <laughs> it's a three legged race. And um, I think we're both very independent. And like very strong willed. So we, uh, for me, I'll speak only for myself. I, I need a little coaching on how to be collaborative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't want to speak for you, but you but know, go ahead. But, <laughs> <laughs> but don't let it stop you now. <laughs> no, it's, 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 um, it's about a lot of things. It's a give and take. It's my like wanting to share more instead of just be in charge of everything. And you like knowing how to speak to me in a way that, makes it a collaborative experience versus I talked to Tasha like she's a baby holding a gun she wasn't supposed to hold I'm like baby okay <laughs> it's it like gently creep up to her and that's how I coach tennis like it's all right you play tennis we started playing and it's um, we've had two lessons we've had Amazing. a couple times but cool. I, I, he bought me a tennis racket all right last don't. year for Christmas two years ago now. two years ago we and twice. we played for the first time Damn, like a month amazing. ago because I don't because I'm just like I know how to pl- I, I can coach you on this it's like a, it's a sport I played my whole life well but, like, but we never have more than three minutes together so it's a little <laughs> yeah. tough to act so hard but anyway so so by knowing by knowing what your challenges are it really helps because at first it's like 
all right, this fucking bitch won't let me put a surfboard on but a roof. It's and it's like, oh, that's not what it is. So when you're like dealing with the dating someone mm. who's outside the industry who doesn't get it, you just have to like find a way to speak their language and let them know that like this, you know, me honoring my commitments is a huge part of totally. my work. Like I have to put my work first in this. And it seems like you already have that figured out yeah. versus a lot of other women that I talk to who tend to like really make the relationship everything, especially mm. in the beginning when they're dating someone. I used to do that, yeah. And I think it's also a matter of like standing in my light and knowing that like this is what I've always wanted to do. Standing in your light. I like that. Yeah. That's just, like a nice mantra type of thing. Mm-hmm. Just like knowing, light. like knowing that like uh, that he is like drawn to me and attracted to me for that reason too. So if yeah. all of a sudden I become this like person who's like, what can I do for you? Like, yeah, I don't, I'm so sorry that we can't like, uh, like, no, that's, that's what I want not, Tasha to be. <laughs> that's <laughs> not, that's not who he was attracted to. Like yeah. that might start freaking you out if she started to do that. Like uh, opposite extreme, like you're attracted to the independent, like badass boss that's like running around town so busy. Like that's kind of what they're attracted to. Yes, of course there has to be balance um, and empathy, you know, but um, especially in these years where we're trying to establish ourselves in our like respective industries, it's like, this is what it takes. And I hope that, you know, I'll still be with that person when I get to a place where, you know, I'm really, really successful and we can look back and be like, Oh my God, remember when, you know? So, I don't know. I, it's like investments. If you know, those, if you invested ten dollars when you were seven, you'd be a millionaire. It's like, mm-hmm. well, now's the time to invest in your in your career. It doesn't mean you can't do both. It just means like you have to have a serious plan. With Tasha, she's, I mean, the, the, what she makes doing like her, like her her, her I don't want to say creative. What, what you make in your profession versus what I make doing quote unquote comedy is laughable. It's la- like I got several side jobs. Like I know mm-hmm. that until you're making headliner money, you're not making that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, but I'm so like way more confident that I'm on that path than maybe I should be. That's but, the key, but, though. But that's the key. And having that's a girl, having a girl that like I know, if I was single, I could get by on a lot less. I've spent way more money being in a relationship. Sure. Than I just as a single guy, it's like frozen chicken and broccoli. Like okay, cool. Now I got you know whatever I'm gonna <laughs> living in a closet. I told Tasha, she's like, we'll go to the West Side for the podcast, and then I'll take you out to dinner. Like she's she's like okay. <laughs> So she's already like, what am I going to get? She does a second, she orders second meal. So she gets the to-go container. Uh-huh. For, she's Hell like, yeah. I know I'd be hungry in three hours. So I'll get Hell the to-go yeah. container. Like, what the fuck? When there's a lot of good options on the menu, I can't help myself. I don't want to commit to 100%. just one meal. I want to so, try everything. Yeah. And, the, and to say it's, you know, we're, we're peas in a pod, but we're also two completely different peas in a pod. Thank um, God. Pod yeah. being a small studio in Koreatown. <laughs> but it's, it's it's how to complement each other without without um, resenting and, and having all these feelings like oh like it's 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 tough for me to know what she can make in an hour versus what I have to make all day. So she's like oh we really have to work this weekend. It's like yeah yeah like I I'll get defensive because I'm not sure. where I want to be and I have to be like yes I'm like yes and then you know it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. But you know I come from the Catholic background. You don't talk about obviously politics religion. You don't talk about money. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's fine to talk about things because it's you know it's 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 something you know. We're we're she's in a place where she's making that that money that I'm not, and um, by no means is like carrying me, but you know, like helping. You know, I'm just banking on you, like blowing up, so that I can retire. And you will, yeah. <laughs> we'll so our subscribers, please share with your friends. <laughs> I want to talk about your podcast. You have a huge podcast, almost yeah. thirty. It's now geared mainly towards. When, I listened to an episode, but I was like, I, I always relate to feminine things. I don't you know should, what it well, is. Well, you should. I think any guy with a girlfriend should. Or any guy in general. Really? Don't you yeah, want to know 100%. what half the population's Absolutely. experience well, is? Well, I read a book about codependency, and they referred to the reader as her the whole book. Oh. So, like, as a woman, you'll understand. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. It's like, yeah, your man might feel this way. And I'm like, no, that's oh, okay. But, but, it, but it's still, it, 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 yeah. it fit me. But don't you think that that gives you insight? I read a book of his, The Superior Man, and oh. I it, and I learned I a that. lot from it. Do you know it's the book? Like, no, it's just one of those things. Like if you if you're trying to figure out life, maybe you should look at it from another perspective. Completely. My yoga teacher gave it to me, a, a, a woman. Yeah, she's like she's like you don't. The title's a little weird in today's world. It sounds like a you know it you know an alt right sort of <laughs> the superior, but it's it's yeah. We have a lot of male listeners who write in. and They're like. 
wow, this has really helped me to like, get you it. know, get into my girlfriend's how did head. It, how know? did it come about? Um, so Krista Williams is my co-host. She is the creator of The 100 Blog. Um, we met out here in LA. Actually, she was auditioning for Soul Cycle, and we had a mutual friend. She was living in New York. I had already moved to LA. And Krista reached out to me to ask for advice on, you know, uh, the audition, all of that. Um, she didn't end up making it, but um, we were connected, and we just totally clicked. She and her boyfriend moved out to LA shortly after that, and... Um, you know, I have like girlfriends scattered. I don't have like a, I have a group of girlfriends back in New York. Um, but mostly my friends are kind of in different groups and, um, she was one of them and we just, our conversations were like deep as fuck and fun. And like just talking about our transition from our twenties to our thirties, we were talking about moving across the country, which we had both done talking about like, um, breakups and all of this. And, um, she was a fan of podcasts in general. And she's like, do you think we can start a podcast? I was like, I don't know. What What does that mean? You know? And then we just started recording on, um, my closet floor, her closet floor on like a janky little recorder. And we were just having like the best time. Didn't know what it would be called, what it was. We kind of knew what we wanted it to be about, but it's completely changed since the beginning. Um, And so Almost 30 Podcast is basically, you know, helping people to navigate any type of transition. It was inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, which is a huge transition for everyone. If you're into the woo-woo, like your Saturn, your first Saturn return. So there's going to be like a major life event for me. It was a moving across country. Just by turning 30? Uh, it's like, it's it, around I, 27, not, but it could last for a few years. I'm not a too touch is more into that than I am. But yeah. um, yeah, I had, I had a rough week and she's like, you need to read your November horoscope uh-huh. and find out why. Hey, it makes you feel better, man. That's crazy. Well, and this is how I explained it to him because I get so much resistance. Mm-hmm, I, I email it to him almost every month. I sort of quit doing it. I go, I scroll I down to the summary. I yeah, I read the summary. But the, even if it's total bullshit and it's not real and it doesn't mean anything like it sort of helps you to like um like focus on all of the things that are important in your life like oh this month you're getting help in your career sector make sure you're working extra hard and doing it's this. almost like this, you open your eyes a little bit wider like oh shoot this might yeah. be coming and you see these or this opportunities this month, focus on your health and get in the gym and it's like it helps to sort even if it nothing else it's helping to train you to yeah. feel well balanced yeah versus being. just that blanket feeling of like Okay, like I feel okay. It's like, oh, no, no, work yeah. on the career, work on feeling, mm-hmm. you know, or, or even uh, self emanating or self actualizing things into your life. Or, yeah, so how, so how long have you done the podcast? It has been uh, a year and like two months. Oh, nice. Um, and it's been amazing. I mean, the community has like grown exponentially. And I think because like so many people are going through this, like not only 20s to 30s, but people are realizing like, oh, wow, like I'm really not happy in my job. Like I want to quit. I want to start my own business or, um, oh, that's wow. A cr- that's a crazy one. Oh that's yeah. That's something I hear just all by sharing my story. Of like, oh yeah, I got a business degree. Now I do this. People are like, what? And it's because they're all like, oh, I got a screenplay idea. Yeah. Well, and then all the limitations crazy. people set on themselves. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. So, so that's probably something that's people can relate one. to. That's a big one. Health, wellness. We talk about health, wellness, spirituality, sexuality, relationships, you name it. Um, and we now bring on, we'll have episodes of just Chris and I, which is kind of how it started and what we love. You know, that's how people connect with us. But we also bring on people to talk about all of those topics. Um, and it's just like really raw, really funny, really real. It's like we don't edit it at all unless someone says, oh, can you take that out? But yeah. we don't edit it. Um, I do the biggest eye roll and someone's like, oh, that thing I said? And I go, yeah, oh, man, fuck. I mean, so I got to listen to 45 minutes and find <laughs> out. Literally. So yeah. now I know not to say Tasha's age. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know not to say what day we're going home for Christmas. We go, no, the bank robbers. The robbers are going to come. <laughs> like, she's, oh, I didn't think about she's that. She's like, now that you mentioned it, you need to bleep that out again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. So yeah. true. Like, uh, let's just be smart. Yeah. And you and 100%. I know, I mean, uh, good on you for saying that you're 30 but 
you know, I'm in a business where like, no. I'm going to buy myself as many extra years as possible and I'm buy myself as much Botox as possible. Like I never, <laughs> when I post on Instagram, like a place where I am, I don't post the picture till I'm leaving the place that I'm mm, geotagging. That's smart. I don't I geotag my smart. house. I don't post pictures of what my house looks like or like what the outside of the window, what the smart. surrounding building looks like. I'm not, there are creepy people in this world. There are crazy people in this world, and I and that's don't something need as a man, anybody to I'll know. Never have to, I'll never have to deal with the stalkers. Just, just the thought of stalkers. Like no but, you, but somebody may try and rob you sometime when you're yeah. out of town. I've said my cell phone on this podcast before. I've never gotten a phone Oh, my call. God. LOL. I've done it. If you, if you go back like 180 episodes. You're like, yeah, guys, Sydney, call me. I used to do. I used to like, like leave it out there and be like, oh, call in. And <laughs> <laughs> but then like That's Tasha amazing. posts a Snapchat and like 17 dicks fly into the, you know, it's like how the, the, the supply. And the, so I'm trying to ride on her coattails. I think someone, someone actually wanted to do press with her and feature her for for some magazine right and yeah, then they to and i'm like and i'm and don't get me wrong super happy and i'm like i will i will be your like sugar mama i will be your like <laughs> stage coach go for it tasha go like you know what i mean if that's what if people want to write about you by all means go for it i don't <laughs> want to overrun this how do, no, do you good. know how long what we're at we are Oh, it's on yeah, go, go, yeah. Let me know so I don't. Uh, I'll plug Tasha. Plug your socials up before we get out of here. I feel like we're probably close to an hour. Um, you can talk to me on Instagram or Snapchat. My Instagram is Tasha Courtney. Snapchat is Tasha TV. Send me a message. I like reading your messages. I started doing uh, Instagram stories on the uh, Sex Actually uh, on the Sex Actually Instagram page. That's my new thing at red lights. I do. So if I'm at a green light, not moving because I don't know it's green. Check Sex Actually Pod on Instagram. And go find that out. Um, and your so, what's your social where people can find you? My social is at Lindsay Simsick and uh, S I M C I K Lindsay with an E. And then um, at Almost Thirty Podcast. What do we What do we at time wise? Fifty five. Oh, I could feel it. Can we do five more? Hundred percent. We'll, we'll get to that even one. Okay. Whatever you I want. I just wanted to know. Okay, so we're you're the like, boss. Okay, no, perfect. Well, you we came to your boss. place. We're like, no, we move I'm in. Chilling. That's what we do. We're gonna watch some movies afterwards, <laughs> if you don't mind. Yeah, I'm cooking. We did that to our. I love having good friends that you can do that to. We we showed up to a buddy's on Sunday, mm-hmm. and um, in in uh, his girlfriend, uh, uh, they she's um in the Screen Actors Guild um selection committee this year. Tasha the was nominating in a f- committee so, for this, so you get to see every movie like before yeah, the, I love that. it's like first level of voting for SAG awards. So you watch a thousand uh, movies, things that are, like, e- and anything. you pick the things that are like going to be the number, of, you know, the top wow. five in every category. Like they even had Lu- Louis C.K.'s movie that's like burnt. Like there's no copies left. We we have a copy. So Shut so it's like really cool. And they have a huge TV. So we're like, all right, we're gonna just gonna show. And and he made like leftover pea soup from Thanksgiving. So we're like, we're gonna show up. And he thought we were coming for like lunchtime. And like we're there at five p.m. And we stayed till like we damn well please. But like they're at that level of friends where like they didn't. Care Tasha and Sarah Love are trying that. each other's bras on or whatever you girls do. What are yeah, you we do that. Talking about <laughs> every cup, time. Discussing like <laughs> cup sizes and, and all these things. And I'm like, Ben, the guy and I are just looking at ourselves like, I don't that's just, okay. yeah, we just, <laughs> it's weird. There's just things. There's like, it's so hacky to be like, oh, men just go into the garage and you play. You know what? We're you like, guys yeah, were, you we really do. were, you were discussing uh, the uh, TV mount. They have like a TV mount with oh the arm God. that swings out and they were like looking Sweet at it. Sweet dude. <laughs> we were, I was like, so, but swivel it this way. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, gosh, we can get one of these. And she's like, I don't care. But then, but then you're literally arm. checking out Sarah Ann's bras to see if you're actually yeah. miss, miss sized, whatever. I don't know. See, like, I don't even know. I love it that like I'm for for as as much as I think I know about the the gender of yours I just I I do our laundry I'm the laundry guy oh, and cool. I I can't tell you how many times I put gym shorts on I, that have been sitting in my laundry and a thong pops out because it's stuck. I was I used to drive. I don't. I do taught it. a whole class with underwear wadded in my leggings. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? It's like, you, what is this?" I'm like, "There's a lump thigh. behind my knee." And it's this lace slingshot comes oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. never look like underwear. It's always and so it's yeah. And we of course do it at like a public you know laundry mat, and I just look like a creep because there's just these you know. And, and you complain that I I actually have more clothes to do, but I just have more material on mm. what you know what I mean if I have 15 pairs of boxers that's a thing if you have 15 thongs that's crumpled up in yeah into my pocket of my gym shorts and I don't even know they're there they're just and anyway so it's a whole it's a, and that's I've never lived with a girl before I've never had to deal with any of this shit but yeah. um 
you know, I do the laundry. The and I think shit, that's important. The shit? That's the way you want to describe our relationship? Well, you're, you're worried about a missing sock, and I'm the one who's, like, hauling, like, Santa Claus, these burlap sacks of clothes to the to the thing <laughs> doing it me and like honestly me and like 50 mexican ladies are all just doing our laundry and i've actually podcasted from the laundry map before that's amazing I, but I love how these. much have you learned about laundry uh, he's learned a lot Amen. no i've done a lot i've learned what not to do with your laundry don't put pins in the laundry but i already no i've, I've done laundry my whole life i'm the king i know i know like the perfect oxy clean king. amount <laughs> i throw that shit in like at like bam like i'm spicing some you know dinner that i'm gonna go take you to now so we have to get out of here thank you so much oh for God, first of all let's do it again yeah, yeah please i'd love blast. i'd love to a have your co-host yeah, on if she wants to be on yeah. i'd love you guys can go do another yeah. sex actually in the future let's do it. i know we only we broke the surface yeah getting i'm to sure know we you. have a lot more to talk about and we want to have you guys on the podcast absolutely well let's i don't do want to fuck up. is it a woman only thing nope. i don't want to no no we have a lot of guys on okay yeah well, I'm, okay we've no actually it's perfect. We just said the other day, okay, who are our like male comedians? We need like guys. And we had a bunch last year and they were really popular episodes. Yeah, I like to I love people that work, you know, with the podcast that, that are good like you. Like we've had certain people that I've had seven, eight times. I mean, in the end it's 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 share it's it's nice to share each other's listeners, but in the end it's nice to like just have a community that people go, oh, Lindsay's back oh, on this yeah, week. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. When I listen to podcasts of, of, of you know, podcasts I like, it's nice to meet someone new. That's always good, but it's also nice to be like, oh, I don't care if he tells the same story. I've told the same story. Mm-hmm. People ask, I'm like, I guess I'm telling this story again. <laughs> but it's like, I think people are okay with it because they're just hanging out with friends. And sometimes hanging. you got, like Tasha will say, there isn't a story of mine that she hasn't heard four times. <laughs> yeah, I think we've run out of things to say. There's nothing left. <laughs> There's nothing new. I'm going to just start borrowing stories from other guys. <laughs> anyway, this was the Sex Actually podcast. Thanks again so much for You're being welcome. on. Lindsay and Tasha, always a pleasure. Everyone, Go check out her podcast, Almost 30. It's on iTunes. It's on all that, right? Yeah, And um, go send her a message on her social. Let her know that you heard her on the podcast. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much. That was so fun. It was, I felt naked not having my mixer in front of me where I know, where I know like what time I'm at. <laughs>